Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast, hosted by the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network. Once again, coming at you live on the Fantasy Holics Podcast YouTube channel. Brant, I know it's good to be back uh, every Monday doing these these live videos here, uh, but this one's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little special, a little more near and dear to you and I's uh, heart, if you will. We have a uh, a longtime fan, a faithful listener, uh, reached out and requested us to do something a little different on today's episode. Uh, so we're going to give that a whirl. Uh, Jennifer DeHart Sons, she she was there with us every week, Brant, on the uh, the Live Start Sits, a, a woman of our heart, uh, consistently coming in and asking us what we had uh, on the menu for the week. Uh, definitely knew uh, how to get you and I's attention and get her question answered. So, uh, you know, when she reached out, messaged our Facebook page uh, and said that she wanted to hear how to break down a startup. How, how do you things you do and things you don't do? What to, what to avoid when you're doing a dynasty startup draft? Uh, it just felt natural that we bring that here and, and do that for her. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Jennifer, uh, if you reach out to us on our Facebook page on the Fat Boys uh, Fat Boys page, uh, send us some of your information, and uh, we'll get a Fat Boys Dynasty or a Fantasy Holics podcast shirt sent out to you with the with the good old Fat Boys logo on the back there. <coughs> a friend of mine made them for the draft. I have a few extras um that uh didn't quite fit this fat boy so uh definitely get them sent out to you uh, or sent one out your way just uh reach out to us and, and anyone else that's listening don't hesitate reach out to our fat boys uh facebook page or the fantasy holics page if you got something you want to hear about on these live podcasts um this one uh this one was one that that we we kind of uh, I think we hit on it a couple of years ago when we first started doing our cast and kind of avoided it again because when we did our startup that year, but it's definitely a good one to get into and talk about, and especially down this or, or during this downtime right now. Um, a lot of a lot of people are starting up dynasty leagues or even prepping for your draft. So this kind of we're gonna roll it in. Mainly it's gonna be how to you know do's and don'ts of dynasty, but I'm sure we'll roll in some do's and don'ts of redraft in here as well. Um, if you need IDP, uh, don't hesitate to reach out um, over there on the the Fantasy Holics page. Give uh, give uh, give our IDP uh, podcast a listen. Uh, he does wonders over there. Yeah, uh, Brant, in addition to that, anybody else who's interested in potentially being a lucky recipient of a Fantasy Holics Podcast Network uh, t-shirt with the Fat Boys logo on the back, I know you have another one, Brant. We could always get a couple more potentially too, but let's let's just put it out there. Let's do a contest. Like the uh, Fantasy Holics Facebook or a YouTube page. Send us a screenshot or a picture of your computer showing that you subscribe to the Fantasy Holics Podcast YouTube channel to either the Fantasy Holics page, Facebook page, and you know, uh, put the hashtag Fat Boys in there, or send it to the Fat Boys Facebook page, and I, we'll give it a couple weeks, and we'll do a giveaway, and somebody else aside from Jennifer will also be lucky enough to wear a uh, Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast T-shirt. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I got two that uh, don't quite fit my big body, so we'll definitely get those two out there. 10-4. All right, so let's get into this, Brant. So, you know, for those of that have never done a dynasty draft before, it can be an intimidating task. Um, there's a lot of, of question marks, right? Like, where do I take this player because his age is getting up there? Where do I value this rookie pick at? Where do I – there's a lot of question marks, <coughs> excuse me, that are a little different for 
the dynasty community than what they are for the redraft community. Because if you miss up a mess up a draft and a redraft, ah, it's one year, no big deal. I'll you know, I'll do more research, I'll hit them harder next year. Uh, in a dynasty, if you mess up in that initial draft, uh, it could take years to rebuild. Uh, and it's definitely a grind going through that rebuild process as it is anyway. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and, and in a dynasty league, you have to know that eventually uh, you're going to go through a rebuild. Now, the question is, when, when I started this up, when we started up our dynasty home league, um, I, uh, I uh, went into it treating it like a redraft, and it wasn't even three weeks later that I was already starting to uh, realize some do's and don'ts that I should have been following when we did it. Um, Kenny Galladay and the fifth or sixth round. Um, but we don't need to talk about that quite yet. I'm sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll hit that eventually. But um, one of the biggest things that, that, that you have to know is know your scoring. Know your league scoring. That's the biggest thing. Make sure you study that. Study that right off the bat. Is the receivers the prime? Is it PPR? Is it tight end premium, super flex? Do the wide receivers get bonus points for so many yards? Are the running backs getting bonus points for touches? So make sure you study those rules and you know those rules very, very well because you look at a rule like Derrick Henry – in the first round, I know he's 29 years old, but if you're getting points per carry, the man's almost guaranteed 20 plus carries a, a, a week. Um, so you're going to get, you know, 20 plus whatever the point is. So, and in my mind, he would move up ahead of a few other backs, like a Kenneth Walker that is in a split backfield, even though he's younger, but he's only going to see 10 to 12 carries a week. Uh, potentially. So you got to really know your scoring because some, some, when you get into the scoring, sometimes that, uh, that the movement of your own rankings are, are going to change. Yeah. And, and so Brent, I think that goes right along with my first, my first take here and that's do your research and have a plan of attack walking in on draft day. All right. Um, don't be one of those people that's like, I'll just wait and see what the draft board looks like in the seventh round. And, and, you know, not knowing a single name on the board, not knowing where, where value is. Um, you know, I know you, what you and I do, Brant may not be for everybody as far as, um, you know, coming in with a cheat sheet where we like what guy and what round. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you got to do your research and it, and it feeds right into what Brant's saying. If, if it's a wide receiver premium, uh, you get extra points for wide receivers, then, you know, so be it. You got to have those wide receiver rankings a little bit higher than where you would maybe in a, in a non uh, wide receiver factored league. Uh, or if, again, if it's point per carry, uh, obviously you, you, uh, you adjust according to that and you draft those running backs a little higher. Same, same thing goes with super flex, obviously in a super flex league, that premium, uh, of the quarterback position is going to be a little bit higher than that of in a non super flex. Yeah, absolutely. And and when it when it comes into your super flex and, and stuff like that, uh, quarterbacks are always going to go higher in the super flex leagues, regardless of um, how the scoring really is. Most people are going to value your your quarterbacks because well, most quarterbacks are going to hang 25, 30 points a week. Um, so, you know, quarterbacks are normally going to fly off the board a lot quicker in super flex leagues. And that, that leads me right into what we'll talk about your rookie. <laughs> if you know you're doing a dynasty and you talked about research, start your research on your rookies early. If you're not a college football watcher, make sure you tune into some of those games that are on there. Make sure you go out and you're already starting to research rookies throughout the year. And, and that's going to roll me right into one of my other things is, is don't, don't move your rookie picks so quick. 
so many people get into their first dynasty and like, oh, I'm gonna, oh, this rookie pick means nothing. Don't move your rookie pick so quick. The rookie picks, as the season goes on, their values really go up. Because if you're competing, that first-round rookie pick could turn into a CMC if that team's not competing, if they just hit a whole bunch of injuries. And CMC's having a great year, or Henry or any of those guys are, are hitting on good years. That, that could turn you into a championship competitor. Don't move them rookie picks too early. And if you're right there at the middle of the road, hold on to them rookie picks because they'll they'll be valued later on, especially during the offseason. Yeah, so for me, when it comes to rookie picks, the one thing I want to say about those is <clears throat> I agree with you, Brant, that you don't want to move them too early necessarily, but second round picks and later, in my mind, they're very, very movable assets. Rarely do we see second round picks hit. Um, you can go back a few years ago and see guys like Amon Ross St. Brown going in the second round. Um, Kadarius Tony, which we still don't really know if that's a hit yet or not. Um, but year in and year out, second round picks are more dart throws. So if there's somebody in your dynasty league who values those rookie picks and think those are gold, and you can send a second round pick or a third round pick, depending on how many rounds you do in your rookie draft for an established veteran player that can help you compete now, it's definitely worth doing. Now, again, however, those first round picks they do carry a little bit more value, a little bit more merit. It's a little easier to hit a player that's going to immediately impact your roster and not just dart throws. This this year's rookie class is a prime example of, of once you get out of the first round, it's very murky. Um, you know, I know this isn't a class that any any of us are particularly in love with, but this is definitely a, a draft class where those second, third round picks are, are pretty easy to move, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so. Go ahead, Brent. Oh, absolutely. And and that brings me into uh, your taxis. Know, know about your taxi spots. Know how long they can stay on a taxi. Your, your second, third round picks may not impact right away. So make sure you know how that taxi is. I know in one of our leagues, it's one year they stay on the taxi. Um, and another one of our leagues, it's it's two-year players get to stay on the taxi. But make sure you pay attention to your taxi system, too. Yeah. All right. So getting back into the actual draft itself, I think it's important, Brant, and I know you and I have learned this the hard way. Um, maintain a healthy balance of age on your roster. Um, if you go in your dynasty draft and you say, man, the average life of dynasty leagues is only two to three years anyway. I want to win while their money is there, why it's guaranteed this league exists. And you go draft a bunch of guys that are like 27 years old at the running back position and a bunch of 31-year-old wide receivers. And then next thing you know, that league's going on year four. Uh, you're probably sitting in a pretty rough spot, whereas the rest of your teammate or league mates are probably much healthier. Now, it may be okay if you won that year, that league, your first or second year in the league. But if you didn't, you might be pretty sour. Um, I know, Brant, you and I, when we first did our first dynasty draft years ago now, um, it was a it was a thing like what I mean, CEH went in the first round of our uh, startup in our in our home league um, just because the age was there, the draft capital, um, you know, whatever. But it, it, it's a prime example that you can't go too young because you don't want to you, you want proven talent that, it, that exists, that you know what it is. But you got to have those younger guys to hopefully step up and replace those aging vets. Obviously, this year, uh, if you drafted a guy like Derrick Henry, you'd be happy with what Derrick Henry is going to do this year, probably. But it'd be really nice to be able to get like a Jameer Gibbs to slot into that Derrick Henry spot in the years moving past after Henry uh, hangs it up, steps down, whatever you want to call it. 
Yeah, when when it comes to startup, um, uh, think about how you want to how you want to attack. Do you want to attack? You know, year like you like you said. Do you want to win year one and two? Uh, do you want to attack it like that, or do you want to punt that first year and just start building the young crew? Make sure you have that plan of attack going into the draft because if if you want to you know go hard, we had a guy in our home league that went hardcore to trying to win this first year. And he had a lot of injuries. He ended up going almost straight into rebuild. I thought I was going to compete my first year. And um, uh, Kenny Galladay, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. Um, it wasn't very good for me. Um, so so make sure you go in and, and you know what your attack is. Or do you want to just come straight out of the gate and, and shoot for the moon and go for the win the first year and maybe start your rebuild the following year? Or do you want, it, do you want, you want that balance? I always say get that balance. Make sure you have some youth. Uh, youth will probably go a lot sooner than you expect in dynasty leagues because some people are going to attack it a whole lot differently. Um, like you said, CEH went first round. Um, let's see who else was in that draft that went very early. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn went extremely early in that, in that, uh, draft. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of young talent went, went way too early in my mind. Well, you, um, you said CEH and Keyshawn Vaughn and, and young talent in the same sentence. I don't know if that was intentional. Uh, maybe well, wasted young what, talent or lack of talent, but what people the young was right. going to be the, the comeback. Um, my biggest thing is, is whenever you start your dynasty, make sure you grab that handcuff. Make sure you grab your running back's handcuff. That could be the biggest thing from you competing and continuing to compete that year. Prime example, if you got Mixon, that if you got Mixon in our startup, you wanted Samaje because you knew that was his instant handcuff. In our startup, you want you got Cook, you wanted to go get Madison. So make sure you handcuff your, your running backs. And that that too really Brant depends on the size of your bench. If you have, I'm in a, in a dynasty league that has very shallow benches and you can't handcuff. Um, but that's the one benefit of a dynasty league, I guess. If you can't because you can't handcuff a player, um, one if you have the number one waiver claim, it's really great. Uh, and number two, it's a dynasty league. So if my stud goes down and I'm out. Uh, there's always next year, mm-hmm. um, but th- that bench is very, very shallow. So in, in that one particular league, it's not possible. Um, I, okay, so back staying with the draft here for me, I got one more thing to stay with the draft uh, at this point. Uh, so even in whether it be a super flex tight end premium or just a state, straight up PPR dynasty league, some positions are worth paying a premium for in dynasty. Uh, and what I mean by that is um, so Let's say you're drafting this year, Brant. Um, where do you think in a in a non superflex league? Where do you think a guy like uh, uh, Jalen Hurts goes? A guy like Jalen Hurts, he just you know just resigned with Philly. You know he's there, going to be long term. Um, in a non superflex league, you may want to jump and, and and get him in the you know earlier rounds. I know a lot of people say wait for quarterbacks, wait for quarterbacks. But in a dynasty, you know Jalen Hurts is you know just signed it, his extension. You know he's staying with Philly. You know Philly's built that offense around. So you're talking Jalen Hurts is one of the top three quarterbacks off the board in my mind because you know where he's going to be. Well, maybe top four, but either way, you know you know where he's going to be. So you're probably looking at him in probably the fifth or sixth round. About right where, excuse me, about right where, you know, you should start thinking about quarterbacks. And that brings me yeah, to point. Go ahead. Well, hang on, hang on, Brent. So that's that's what I was getting at with this is a, is a young quarterback like um, 
Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes is another one that comes to mind, Joe Burrow. But you get those guys that are ahead of the, of the curve. There's a there's a drop-off between a top-five quarterback and a guy that's just maybe every other week as a top-ten quarterback, um, whereas the rest of your, guy, your, your league mates may be grabbing, you know, and stacking their third, fourth, fifth running back. Uh, same thing with their wide receiver pool. If you can go in and grab that quarterback at that point, that's going to solidify your roster for the near, you know, foreseeable future. Like if you got Patrick Mahomes right now in a dynasty league, you're not worried about quarterback for the next, I don't know, decade probably still at this point um, with any luck. And so that why everybody else is worried about how do I replace guy like a guy like Kirk Cousins as, as he's getting older uh, or as Jumbo just said, Daniel Jones here, um, you know, I, why everybody else is worried about <coughs> replacing that at the quarterback position. You're sitting with Patrick Mahomes and you're, and you're healthy. Yeah, absolutely. You want, you want to be a leader of that a leader of that pack. You want to be the first one to jump on the quarterbacks or the, the wide receivers. You don't want to follow that trend. Uh, you don't want to be the last guy and you don't want to be the caboose picking up, you know, the scraps that are left on there. You always want to be a leader when it starts the runs. You see it every year in redraft, dynasty, uh, keeper leagues, all those leagues. You always see a trend happen. We'll always find that trend and you want to be you want to be the leader of that trend. You want to start the quarterbacks. You want to start the wide receivers or the tight ends. And you talk about taking a, a premium guy. Tight ends is almost worth paying up for in dynasty leagues as well. You get a guy, I understand Travis Kelsey's getting up there in age, but the man is still hanging 20 plus points a week. Not many tight ends are almost guaranteed that almost every week. So paying a premium for, you know, uh, 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 Travis Kelsey or I still put Kittle there because when he is healthy, he does hang those points. But that, that's where you want to look at it. Paying a premium for a tight end probably isn't bad. If you miss out on one of those other guys, just remember it always takes a tight end a year or two to really catch on in the NFL. Yeah, I, I almost think Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts are probably both ahead of, of Kittle at this point just due to, to age and, and um, you know, what they've got going in front of them here. Sorry, everybody. Got a <coughs> wicked cough coming on here all of a sudden. Anyway, um, so another thing, Brant, this is where I may poke some Kenny Galladay jokes in here. Um, another thing I have is don't fall so in love with one player that you either must reach to guarantee you get said player or that you miss out on player and you feel as if your whole draft was a waste. I know in I've, I've gone into drafts where it's like I've got to have player X, I've got to have player Y, and I'm going to reach to get said player. Uh, you can't go in with that mindset because you may miss out on other value to overdraft one of these guys. Uh, and again, uh, you know, I know you you had this issue happen in the past. You wanted a guy at the draft, you didn't get him, and you pay, paid a, a big draft price or a trade price to get the, the player. And it worked out for you well long term in that one instance. If we're thinking of the same thing here, uh, but you don't want to you don't want your draft to feel like it's a success all based on one thing. So you've got to be fluid. You've got to be able to uh, adapt and overcome to that. Yeah, I'm assuming we we're both talking about Joe Burrow here. Um, I wanted Joe Burrow. I didn't want to leave our rookie draft with our, our our startup without him. And and I I left our startup without him, but I don't think I went to bed without him. But I definitely did uh did pay a premium to go get him. But absolutely, don't fall in love with a guy. If you miss out on a guy, you miss out on a guy. Uh, just remember, he could be a one hit wonder, and that could you know end up being the greatest thing, the greatest advantage that you did miss out. Or he could end up hurt and, and, and banged up and miss that whole year. And then who you got in replacement could be the better thing. 
go in there with the tier list, rank your guys, put them in the tiers. Make sure you stick to your tier list. I screwed that up in our last rookie draft. And um, Finley right now is uh, is uh, reaping the rewards of my mess up right now. He he is the proud owner of Garrett Wilson. And I just passed on him just trying to, uh, for a guy that I watched film on just a few days prior to and fell in love with. And and that's, it's it's hard not to do, especially with these, these the young players coming out. But don't fall in love with the guys. Get your tier list, get your rankings, and stick to them whenever you go. Trust your gut, trust your research. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring up the fact that Garrett Wilson was a uh, second-round rookie pick in our home league. But uh, anyway, I digress. Yeah, he shouldn't have been. He should have been the fifth overall, but I screwed that pooch. I, I appreciate you. Um, so moving moving right along here, another thing I, I you, that I think you want to avoid doing when you walk into a dynasty draft is – don't think of the team you drafted after your draft is complete as your forever team. Constantly do player evaluations and be willing to move on from a player regardless of where your draft capital is on that player. Um, prime example of that, in 2019, in startup rankings, Michael Thomas and Melvin Gordon were both top 10 players in that draft. Um, and both of those now hold very little little value. Mm-hmm. I know you were a guy who, who fell on the Michael Thomas sword <coughs> You know, it could have been any any of us um, because it was out of nowhere. Here he is, wide receiver number one, uh, to um, non-existent almost right thereafter. Um, but that's Michael Thomas is a prime value uh, or prime um, player name to to talk about when it comes to you know you may, maybe this is a player you said you had to leave, get at your draft. You got him where the value was right. And now the value's changed, but you got to be willing to move ahead of them, get ahead of that curve when there's that that fall off. Get off that shit before it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Um, much similarly to what you did with with Kenny Galladay, Brant. I know you took him high. Um, it was always that. Well, he's going to live up to that eventually. And then it was the I don't want to let him go because as soon as I do, he's going to hit, and somebody else is going to pick him. And he, he he clogged your roster up for quite a while there. I think uh, about uh, the last week or two of last year was when I finally had to cut ties with that young man. And now only Lord knows what he's going to do. Um, but y- you're right. Don't don't uh, right now. I have a guy on my roster that I still have high hopes for uh, in Bateman. And I mean, he's young enough that I can hold on to a little bit longer, um, but be willing to move on, be willing to move on. Another thing with it, with when you're drafting is guys like Javante Williams, Guys that are going to be slipping because they're injury, don't hesitate to take them late, especially if they start out on the pup. You got an IR list for a reason. Go out there, look for the guys that may be, you know, hurt. Javante Williams is the first name that comes to my mind. He's going to slip in a lot of drafts. He's going to slip in a lot of dynasty drafts. And really, there's a whole lot in front of him. Yes, there is Samaje P. Ryan, who's been very serviceable. Um, but when Javante comes back, and it may be a whole year before he's back to 100% if he ever gets there. But guess what? You get a young, what is he, 22? I don't have it pulled up right now, 22, 23. And he comes back and lives up to where he's, you know, what he was supposed to do in Denver. You got a guy in, in the later rounds of picks. So when you get in those later rounds, don't hesitate to reach. Skip on your defense, maybe. Just skip on your defense and, and, and pick a guy that's going to go straight to your IR. And then, you know, grab your defense off the waivers. But don't hesitate to look for those guys that are going to be banged up a little bit that could come in and, and make instant uh, instant um, instant impact. Jamison Williams is another guy. He's suspended, what, six weeks? 
He's probably going to slip in a lot of a lot of uh, drafts. He's 21, 22 years old on a great high-powered offense that's moving forward. Um, I don't think that he'll ever live up to where his draft capital was in the NFL of a first-rounder, but he does have that potential to be a wide receiver, wide, wide receiver two or wide receiver three guy. So make sure you're looking for that value late in drafts. Yeah, and and those those kind of players that you just mentioned, Brant, whether it be uh, a Javante Williams or a Jamison Williams, those are a little bit more of the dart throws that we like to see, um, just because there's a little bit more sustainability and a little bit more chance of those guys hitting. Another one would be a guy like Calvin Ridley, who mm-hmm. um, now at this point he's probably he's probably skyrocketed back up in, in ADP. But if you did a, a st- darn it, dynasty startup draft last year, you were probably able to get him like darn near for free for cheap for not a not a not a normal price tag on him at all um and now you're sitting there staring down a guy who could come out and have a thousand yards receiving this year uh and be trevor lawrence's number one guy so there there's a difference between an, an uneducated dart throw late and an, and an educated dart throw uh in these drafts and again they're dart throws for a reason they may not hit they may hit um but at the, at the same time if you're taking an educated dart throw um, because it's a guy you've done your research on, you know, he's coming in, you know, whether it be a free agent move or, you know, a rookie or, or whatever, but you know, there's vacated targets in the offense and they got to go somewhere. Um, you know, that's a great, that's a great spot to look at adding one of these guys as a dart throw. Yeah. And also whenever you're in a draft, this is another do before we jump into our don'ts. So make sure you check out some contract situations. Make sure you know, is this, is this guy going to be, on this team for a couple of years, or is he going to be on this team and they have almost a free cut to him? Make sure you like Leonard Fournette two years ago, he signed the, what was it? Three-year deal with the uh, two or three-year deal with um, Toronto, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay, but he had a dead cap hit almost after this year. So they were able to cut him free, free of charge. So let somebody else die on that sort. If you know, an older back like that has dead cap. Uh, Cook right now is, is one of the prime examples. You're not sure what's going to happen with with Cook there in um, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. So I'm drawing blanks on teams. You can't stop coughing, boy. This is a fun one. <laughs> but yeah, make sure you make sure you check out some contract situations too. Um, prime example is Seattle. Both of those backs are tied together for at least the next three years because of where they are. So you know that they're going to be in a run first backfield. You know, it, it's it's good. Those are two good players to hold. Both of their ADPs are sliding um, due to the fact of where they went. So make sure make sure you do know, you know, how long is this player going to be on this team? Because if Cook ends up in, I don't know, if Davin Cook ends up in uh, in Tennessee, what's he has no value. So you know what I mean. So make sure make sure you do your research and, and check out some contract situations. Also, make sure you pay attention to that free agency during the offseason, too, and how long they sign up for. Christian Kirk was a guy that skyrocketed last year because of the price they paid. And it did pay off for one year, but then uh, like you said, Ridley's probably gonna take over a lot of those targets mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Brant. So again, I, I've got through all my do's and don'ts of this. Uh, if you have some more don'ts that we'll hear those in a second, but I, I think it just, it goes back to the, the, the biggest thing with a dynasty is like Brant alluded to, you've got to know your, your league settings. You've got to you have a decent feel for the guys you're playing with in your league. And you have to do your research and have that when you walk into the draft and just know 
this is my game plan. I'm going to stick to it the best I can, but I'm not going to be so gung-ho on my game plan that if other players slip that I have rated above where my game plan is, I have to scoop up that value. Yeah, I'm, I'm wrapped up on do's and don'ts as well. But it's like you said, you rank your players, you do your research, trust yourself. Trust what you listen to, trust who you follow. Know that you're going in with that game plan and make sure that that you feel have a good feel for it and, and do your best to stick to it. Don't don't fall in love. Don't go, oh, I gotta leave this draft with someone. So don't don't let that screw up your whole draft. Another thing is don't let it's don't let some uh, goofball that maybe it's his first year draft and screw up your whole draft where you just throw your papers up in the air and uh cause a nice scene at the uh decent establishment that you went to because uh, you're a little upset that threw you off the game quite a bit. Don't let that happen to you either. Make sure you keep your composure whenever you're in a draft. Absolutely. So I think that covers this week's uh, episode and a little bit shorter one, some dynasty startup draft do's and don'ts. Uh, again, Jennifer, thank you for, for suggesting that we do this and, and wanting to hear our opinion. Uh, again, message us uh, on either either of the two pages. Send us your address. We'll get that shirt out to you. And again, anybody else who's interested in getting that shirt, um, send us a, a picture, a screenshot of you subscribing to the Fantasy Holics Podcast Network uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and we will give it a couple weeks and we will do a drawing and, and get another shirt out to somebody else as well. So um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Send us a screenshot, either the Fantasy Holics page or the Fat Boys Facebook page, and we will do a drawing. Yeah, make sure you give us a tag in that too. Also, um, if you guys have any suggestions of something you may want to hear, um, I know we're looking at getting into our rankings and a few other things. Um, but if you have any suggestions, don't hesitate to reach out to the Fantasy Holics or the Fat Boys Facebook page. Give us your suggestions, guys. We're always listening. We always love, you know, to have interaction with our fans. So any chance or anything you want to hear about, even if it's something, you know, um, ranking of certain you know five or six players and it's just a short little thing in there we'll, we'll we'll do our best to get it involved and like you said that wraps up today's show so as always stay hungry stay hungry and stay fat my friends